Okay, so our speaker is Bernard from LA. And Bernard, the floor is yours. Hi, I'm Bernard, and I am a grateful recovering alcoholic. And although I got sober in Los Angeles, I haven't lived in Los Angeles for five years. I did live there for 40 years, though. I live in a, uh, a town above Sacramento called Yuba City, and that's where my partner uh, grew up um, near here in a little place called Wheatland. And it's the kind of town where um, there's a church on every block and everyone thinks that once they get to Alcoholics Anonymous, they have to go back to their church or their youth. Now, that's not my, my, my experience because there wasn't a church in my youth. Um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, I, I grew up in the, uh, you know, I, I was born in the 50s, and I came of age in the 60s, and, um, uh, you know, the, the period of time uh, where most um, historical epochs are, are considered as far as uh, modern culture goes, are the middle of the 60s to the middle of the 70s. And that was the period of time I was a teenager. And uh, also the, um, not to be political, but uh, the looming of the draft of the Vietnam War was hanging over my head, as well as uh, uh, the threat of nuclear annihilation, which is, uh, perhaps still pertinent. Um, but I don't, you know, there's three things I don't want to discuss. Uh, and and um, there are the three things that I think I have no place in Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. One is what I personally believe as far as uh, finding or, or, um, or, uh, what I personally believe as as far as the spiritual belief system, I think it's a personal journey uh, that we should affront, uh, afford anyone uh, who comes to Alcoholics Anonymous. Since Alcoholics Anonymous was born out of a religious um, context, Abby uh, Abby got sober because Roland that uh, Roland Hazard. Uh, uh, got him from uh, the clutches of the courts, and Abby Abby got sober and brought the message to Bill in his uh, kitchen table. And Bill uh, was a uh, as an ag agnostic at, at that point. That's how he identified himself, and uh, he uh, he felt that people who had religion were um, off base. And then he had some experiences, but I'll talk about that later. And I will talk about me, not Bill. But the point is, is that Abby got drunk and Bill didn't. Bill got uh, sober and stayed sober because um, he uh, he felt it was an inward journey. And uh, so I think that, the, uh, I digress, there are three things I shouldn't talk about. My politics how I vote, um, uh, what I believe. Uh, I don't consider myself an atheist or agnostic, but I do not have an anthropomorphic deity 
having anything to do with reality or my sobriety. Um, and uh, and uh, the third thing is is what I used to do for a living. Uh, you know, I think those are the only outside issues as far as uh, my alcoholism is concerned. Uh, sometimes my alcohol was powder form. Sometimes yeah, I smoked it. Sometimes I injected it. Uh, it didn't matter. It had the same effect. I, I couldn't get that. I didn't get that. I I thought I was not a candidate for Alcoholics Anonymous because, um, well, eventually I made myself a candidate for alcohol, uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous quite clearly because I was drinking to quit other things. And, and that didn't turn out great. Uh, so um, a lot of my story, how long do I talk? Because I'll set a timer. I don't want you guys to uh, just hear me drone on and on. Um, let's see. I'll set it for 15 minutes. That's uh, far enough from how long I've talked already. So that everyone has a chance to share themselves. Uh, so um, so I'm, I'm not a specialist. My alcoholism, uh, in in my experience, it didn't matter what my sexual orientation was, didn't matter uh, what uh, what I believed or didn't believe, it didn't matter uh, uh, what I used to replace it. Um, it all had the same uh, ultimate effect on me. Anything that alters me from the neck up, uh, for me, is a uh, for me. You know, I, I, I guess there are some people who uh, have moderation management and, and, you know, I don't need to work anyone else's program. I don't need to, my experience with my alcoholism, my experience with my recovery, it's just mine. I'm no authority. I'm, I'm not a specialist in recovery. I am a specialist in alcoholism. And what I mean is, uh, uh, well, someone else was saying that I, I have a lot of experience with alcoholism. I don't have a lot of experience with uh, psychology and certainly religion. Uh, I reject, uh, frankly, I, um, I, I don't, I don't know about religion. Uh, I'll get political if I talk about those things too much, and that's not the point. The point is, I started drinking in in the sixties, and. Um, I continued drinking until I was uh, 32 in the 80s. And uh, so uh, I, I had had a worse physical bottom, the bottom that I had that brought me eventually to Alcoholics Anonymous in desperation. Um, you know, I had been to a few meetings and they just did look like a religious cult to me. It's not something I wanted to, uh, that's my cat playing with the blinds, if you're hearing that uh, sound in the background. Um, uh, he's pretty rambunctious cat. Anyway, uh, so... Um, I started drinking in the 60s. When I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, the physical bottom wasn't as bad as it had been before. I, I was, uh, you know, um, 
but the emotional bottom was great. I didn't like who I'd become. I didn't like the things I was doing. And, uh, and I knew that, uh, you know, no matter what I took that altered me from the neck up, it would either bring me back to um, a, a substance that was uh, more toxic or it just the behavior that I was starting to display. I, I didn't know about my, my sanity or my emotional well-being. So I came to Alcoholics Anonymous because although I thought you guys were religious nuts and some of you just plain nuts, I, um, I, I knew you were staying clean and sober. And that you seem to have a, uh, a, a, a formula for that. Look at, this is what I get every day with this cat. I don't know if you can see him, see her. Uh, anyway, um, so, uh, so, you know, I, I gravitated toward a meeting in West Hollywood called the uh, Drug and Alcohol Center Midnight Meeting. And uh, they were pretty iconoclastic. And that felt like a better fit than some of the meetings that seemed pretty uh, uh, dictatorial and and uh, and relied greatly on what appeared to be doctrine to me. And I'm no fan of doctrine. Uh, and uh, so um, I didn't I didn't come to Alcoholics Anonymous to uh, become uh, religious. I came to Alcoholics Anonymous to stay sober. And that's, uh, that's what I got. This meeting, uh, Drug and Alcohol Center, uh, in uh, I think it was in my first year, but I'm not certain because you know it's, it's back in 1988, and so I can't remember so greatly. Uh, but um, I have stayed sober since December 8, 1988, incidentally. But that's not. Um, this isn't time anonymous either. I never want to get too many years and not enough days. Um, I renew my commitment to my sobriety daily. I stay sober one day at a time because I can't stay sober for a lifetime. I don't know if I'll get loaded tomorrow. I don't plan on it, but I never planned on it before when I did get loaded. Uh, I, I know... Um, so it, it, they they um, railroaded me into this service position of a general service uh, uh, representative. And at these uh, really boring uh, area assemblies, I met this man who was 20 years uh, clean and sober, and his name was Charlie Polichek. And he had started meetings in the Los Angeles area called We Agnostics. And it was a joke because the the chapter We Agnostics is a bait and switch where uh, you can have the you can use the group for a while, but eventually you're going to come to uh, an anthropomorphic deity as your higher power. And uh, he even talks about the spirit of the universe and then that spirit of the universe ends up being, you know, uh, a white man. I don't know why it's always got to be a man either. I don't know why it has to take that form uh, up in the sky or something. I don't have any imaginary friends up in the sky or any imaginary foes uh, down in the ground. I, I don't have, that's not part of my belief system. It's not anything I do uh, to get and stay sober. 
but that's just me. If you do, I don't want to offend you. You're welcome to whatever belief you like. Uh, in Alcoholics Anonymous, I found that uh, it, it's it's not important what we believe, but it is important what I do. And what I do is uh, make a personal uh, uh, when it's when it when it talked about. There's a few things in the Big Book that I do adhere to, but not like doctrine. I just found them to be truths for me. One is that. Uh, conceding to my innermost self that um, for me, I'm biologically and, and perhaps uh, emotionally and mentally, but biologically different than people who aren't alcoholic. Uh, there are people who are able, like I said, uh, to have, uh, you know, a couple gummies and, and call that California sobriety. That works great for them. My biological makeup, that, that won't work. I, I know that from my own experience. And, uh, you know, I'll end up at the heroin dealer in no time, trust me. And uh, so I, uh, uh, so I'm biologically different. And, uh, and uh, so this man, Charlie Polachek, uh, I asked him to sponsor me because, uh, you know, I had no idea what these steps were about or how to work them. And he said, sure. And uh, he uh, he used to say, as an atheist, there's no uh, step I haven't, uh, you know, I can't work the same as somebody who believes. And uh, that that uh, that intrigued me. And I uh, I I asked him to take me through the steps. And uh, on the first go round, I said, well, what do I do about two, three and 11? He said, set them aside. Don't worry about them. Let's start on this fourth step. And that's what I did. And uh, I got a lot of information about how I thought, what motivated me. Uh, you know, this isn't about getting good. This isn't about getting perfect. It talks about uh, perfect adherence. None of us have it. Uh, what we have is our ideals of um, being comfortable in our own skin. And uh that's what I found. Uh, it, I've been reading this book, uh, The uh, Spirituality of the Imperfection, and uh, I, I quite like it. I, I can relate to the concepts in it about um, it doesn't matter, um, like doctrine, uh, where you have to uh, adhere to some kind of uh, anthropomorphic deity and uh, or else uh, be doomed to Dante's Inferno. Uh, that never appealed to me. I don't believe that that's remotely true. I think that that's mass control. But uh, again, I'm getting political. Aren't I? Anyway, uh, the the point being uh, that uh, eventually I I did uh, was able to work two, three, and eleven in a way that works fine for me for the unsuspected inner resource that I found for me. And that unsuspected inner resource has held me through times in, uh, in uh, my sobriety, uh, through death, through divorce, through child custody battles, life, you know, uh, job losses. Uh, uh, moreover, uh, job uh, raises, job promotions, 
uh, getting degrees. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I drank for every occasion and I drank, I, I, I did drink or use daily from the time I was uh, about 14 to uh, 32. So uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, I don't want to call it a miracle, but it is miraculous that I'm still clean and sober. It's an amazing thing. It impresses the hell out of me. Uh, and all I had to do is a few simple things. Uh, oh, the other thing that's probably important for me to mention is way before I met Charlie, somebody had explained to me this idea of sobriety priority. And that's the concept that uh, my sobriety is in one column. There's not drinking. And then everything else is in the other column. So uh, whether someone cuts me off on the 405, uh, whether somebody is, uh, you know, uh, has uh, fascist attitudes, uh, whatever the case may be, whatever I think the problem is, it the sobriety priority comes first. I don't think about it. And what I normally do is uh, take some steps to see what, what it is that's bothering me about a particular incident, person, or thing, or institution. And once I'm able to right-size my experience with that, everything becomes manageable. Now, I don't know about uh, uh, my life uh, being unmanageable or any of those kind of, it, you know, there's a lot of writing that's in the big book that comes from the Oxford group. And uh, again, they were, uh, they were talking about ideals and, uh, and there were more than one, just more than just Bill's voice uh, writing that manuscript. And Jim Burwell was one of them. And Jim Burwell made sure the words were inserted as we understand him. Again, it had to be him. I don't know what that's about. But uh, the, that opened the, the doors for everybody that could possibly suffer from alcoholism to get and stay sober. And that's the whole point. The whole point of anything I'm doing here at 5 a.m., uh, now it's 521, uh, is it uh, in my time? I, the whole point is, is that um, um, if I talk about this, if I hear myself say the authentic truth as I, I can best uh, articulate it, then I'm able to face myself and sit comfortably in my own skin and my own reality. I'm not uh, running away from reality and I'm not running away from my feelings today for the most part. And uh, well, not even just for the most part, I'm, I'm not. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, I really do have, you know, I identify as a grateful recovering alcoholic because I really am grateful that I'm clean and sober today. And I think, uh, uh, let's see. I think I've talked long enough, and uh, I'm going to open it up for everyone else that's there. Uh, thank you for having me uh, leave.